The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Sometimes, well, I should say sometimes, all the time it seems like, we are trying to figure out how to prioritize, how to get things done. We don't know where to start when we get up in the morning lots of times. And our guest today, Jones Laughlin, is going to help us figure out how to figure all that out. He's an internationally recognized speaker, author, and trainer, and he's the co-author of an award-winning book called Juggling Elephants. And for more than 19 years, he's developed and delivered solutions for many Fortune 500 companies in the areas of time management, focus, motivation, change, and work-life balance. Jones has also worked as the trainer for trainers for Who Moved My Cheese, LLC. He lives in North Carolina, and he just wrote a new book called Getting to It, which is what we're going to talk about today. Welcome to the show today. Well, thank you, Kelly. It's uh, quite an honor to be with you as we tackle this this very timely issue of figuring out what to tackle first and, and how to get things done. Right. As a matter of fact, you call getting to it a field guide. Uh, it's it's actually that practical for how to complete activities that are going to lead to our personal and our professional success. But why did you decide to write the book? There are so many books out there on getting your life in order, getting your professional life in order, prioritizing, getting things done. Why did you decide to write a book on this? <clears throat> well, t- Todd Music, who's also the co-author of Getting to It and was the co-author with Juggling Elephants, um, he and I began to talk after uh, Juggling Elephants came out. Juggling Elephants provided a, a framework for people to realize that they can't get it all done. When you're trying to get it all done, that's like trying to juggle elephants. And so the solution we offered in that book was to manage your work and life like a circus. So it was more of a a, uh, a 40,000-foot level framework as opposed to very pointed, okay, uh, try this, do this, here's a strategy for this, here's a strategy for that. And so what people began to come back to us and ask after reading Joe and Elephants is, okay, Jones and Todd, we get kind of how to lay things out, but you know, here's what I'm dealing with. I'm, I'm having trouble focusing, or I just can't quite put my finger on where I should start. And and so getting to it grew out of this whole idea of, okay, how do we help people drill down to the very granular of, all right, how do I determine what my most important things, my its, are? How do I line up my day so they get done? And then most importantly, uh, the part we forget sometimes is to, what do I do after it is over? Uh, the celebration, mm-hmm. the, the planning for the next steps. So that was kind of the genesis of the, the whole idea. Right. I like the way you say, you basically acknowledge that your life is a circus. You you don't try to go in and, and just start straightening it out. You you uh, acknowledge the chaos, You all the, the three different rings, for example. So uh, you just tackle that head on. Tell us more about what you mean specifically about staying focused, especially in this chaotic, unfocused world that we live in. Sure. One of the things that happens, and you said it, Kelly, a moment ago, was when we get up in the morning, our minds are already racing with so many things that we'd like to accomplish, both professionally and personally. And we have all these wonderful uh, uh, 
devices, we have all this technology now that will remind us of all these things mm-hmm. that we should be getting done, all these things that we should be doing. And literally, I feel like, I know for myself sometimes, I feel defeated before I start my day. And and so what we're talking about is focusing is, is, is getting to those, those two or three or maybe four things that will really move your work forward or, or move your personal life forward each day and and, and Focusing on those as opposed to focusing on a task list with 57 items, and then you get three done, you go, oh, I've still got 54, right. <laughs> <laughs> which is so defeating. So, so that's what we mean by that is, is how do we begin to break it down and say, all right, what is it that would, would most move me forward today for, for work or for my mm-hmm. relationships or for even for my own personal well-being? Yeah, now you said when you were comparing getting to it to – uh, your first book, Juggling Elephants, uh, you talked about that analogy of the circus and how to give readers a blueprint. And you just talked about you wake up with 57 things on your, your to-do list. How do you decide which one to go with? And basically that starts with it. What what does that mean? Sure. It is, is as it sounds, it's uh, the most important thing. And, and so stopping and asking yourself, at any time during the day, but especially for St. Morgate, what is it? What is the most important thing uh, for me to, to focus on right now? And and so then there's a whole series of questions that come behind that, like, you know, do I have the resources to focus on it? Is my energy aligned uh, to work on it right now? Are the people who I need to work on this important task, are they available now? Uh, what are my deadlines? You know, when it won't matter anymore. And so, so it's really beginning to to laser focus on that that most important thing. Um, in my training programs, I have found that when I'm teaching about productivity or or, or uh, just getting you know the most important things accomplished in a day, I can ask people. I can say, if you only got one thing accomplished at work today, and then you went home tonight and said, "Wow, I've had a productive day," what would that be? And people, normally after they squirm and they struggle, because to this point, a lot of times we've been taught that, oh, you need to prioritize ABC, and that's mm-hmm. important, but we've been taught to look at the 37 or 47 or 57, but we've never had that turned on its head to go, wait a minute, if I only accomplish one thing of great value to me today, what would that be? And then aligning our day as much as possible around that one thing. Now, granted, we're not going to do one thing and say, woohoo, I'm going home from work now. <laughs> uh, but but we, we start by saying, what's that one thing? And in, in, in the training programs, we even go into the different types of it's that you probably uh, want to start thinking about. One of them is, is an avoidance it. <laughs> what do you mean by that? We, uh, we all have those those things that that we know we should have been tackling. Maybe it's a conversation with a coworker. Yeah. Maybe it's a report that we've been putting off, and every moment we've been putting it off, it just it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And we fool ourselves into thinking that just because we have physically shoved it to the side, that we mentally have shoved it to the side. And the reality is, we haven't. Right. Because the the, the interesting thing about it is that they don't just sit there and and stay quiet. They're, they're ringing in the back of our mind. They're reminding us at every opportunity, hey, you haven't finished me. You haven't tackled me yet. And, and so that's, that's why we just think it's so important that you begin to identify what it is. Uh, 
multiple yes. times during the day. Yes, and, and they drain your energy. Even though you might not be focused on them, as you say, they're in the back of your mind, nagging, nagging, nagging at you, distracting you from what you, even if it's something pleasurable that you're doing, it's distracting you from that and you're not enjoying it or you're not truly accomplishing uh, whatever task that you need to, you, that you think you're working on because you're so distracted by it. And I usually find personally that once I sit down and actually do that thing, I've been procrastinating because I thought it was this big giant, I'm like... Why didn't I just do that before? It took me less time to get it done than I spent worrying about it. And so uh, very good advice. Now, you say go home at night, and if if there was one big thing that you could have gotten done and you go home at night and you had that done, wouldn't that be a great day? Well, yes, it would. I think that there's a lot of us who would say trying to find just one it uh, for the day is a very difficult thing to do. I think most of us could say that there's an it for every hour, an it for every 15 minutes. How how do how do I pull that down to one for the day? Or or sure. work with those other ones too and still get that big thing accomplished. Right. Right. We in, in the book we talk about this whole idea of, of filters and funnels and that that we have mentally we have this big funnel that we walk around it's on top of our head we walk around with it every day and into it we throw all the possibilities of things that could become it um, all kinds of things I mean anything that, that comes to mind could potentially be an it but what key, it's key is putting in place some type of filter and and that filter could be um, something as simple as okay I want to I want to you know, improve our uh, revenue by five percent in the next quarter. Okay, what if if I choose that as my current filter, then that all of a sudden certain activities begin to flow through that filter, while other things will not. I might say that, uh, for example, when I get home in the evening, so let's take a non-work evening. I get home in the evening. You know, I want to to get my filter is I want to get eight hours of sleep tonight. Okay, well that means there's a certain series of activities or it's that need to to be put in place so that that can happen. So that filter becomes that that more limiting piece that helps you uh, drill down from having 50 things you could focus on more to down now to maybe 10 or to mm-hmm. 5. Mm-hmm. And and from that point then you 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 could put some other filters in place. And I won't I won't go into greater detail about that at this point, but you you just have to put some okay, what's what's the deadline? What's the the consequence of not tackling this it versus taking on this it? So just putting in place some type of, of filter that helps you, as you said, you know, kind of work through. I've got so many it's I could do, but what are the ones that are most important? Yeah, from looking through the book and from listening to you here this morning, it sounds to me, at least what I'm hearing is that instead of taking the approach of how do you manage your time so that you can cram more and more into a day and get more accomplished that way, you say to stop, to figure out what things you don't need to do because you have so crystallized what it is that your your overall bigger goals and, and what you need to accomplish those that you actually eliminate tasks rather than rearrange a day to try to cram more in. Right, because as we've talked earlier, we, we have limited resources, physical, mm-hmm. emotional, and mental. And when we start spreading those across so many tasks that we're trying to accomplish, we're not effective at any of them. And so it is important to begin to narrow our focus. And, and you know, what we're finding, uh, the books, you know, have been out for a while now. We get a lot of feedback people talking about it. They say, you know what, Jones, those other things will happen. Those other things will, you know, they're in my schedule. I'll find, you know, places in my schedule where, okay, now that that's my it now. Uh, I can work on that now because I've taken care of, of, of the big it. Unfortunately, what many people do is that 
they just jump into the something else's. Uh, they look at their they they jump into their inbox first thing in the morning, and, and they plan to spend five minutes looking through their email. Forty five minutes later, they're still there. Right. Uh, they, you know, or they longer. Check their voicemail for, yeah, or longer. Yeah, that's on a good day. Uh, they they check their voicemail. They take on the easiest task. Um, you know, I read I read a lot of time management productivity books, and and some of them will encourage people to you know take on a few lightweight tasks first thing in the morning, just kind of get the blood flowing. And and for some people, maybe that's maybe that's their approach. I find that if I find that 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 most important it that thing that may be complex, it may be you know, like you said, looking at a very it's a very difficult task. I'm procrastinating about it. That if I take on that first. Then, then the rest of my day seems to go much better because I've got this sense of accomplishment. Wow, I took care of it. I took care of that most important thing. And, of course, that's a concept that's been around for years. Uh, I'm sure all of your listeners have you know, heard of Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. I was thinking the same yeah. thing, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. You know, we are going to take a quick break. I know that there is an eight-state step process for accomplishing your it and we can talk about that a little bit but I also want to talk about what happens when your it for the day doesn't line up with your team members or the people that you manage Uh, how do you reconcile that and everybody still go away feeling accomplished for the day you're listening to smart companies radio on blog talk radio we'll be right back looking to establish your brand as an industry leader want to deliver helpful relevant content to your niche audience Look no further. Our staff at Custom Publishing can produce branded newsletters, magazines, podcasts, and so much more. We'll take you from concept to distribution or assist you with any stage in between. Writing, editing, design, audio production, voiceovers, digital, print. If you have a communication need, we have a solution. Call 913-831-8100. Call us today and discuss the possibilities. That's 913-831-8100 for all your custom publishing needs. Listen, as a hiring manager, I've got to tell you, the best job candidate isn't always the typical candidate. Sometimes they're a grad of life. Meet the grads of life, young adults of unique determination and experience, an ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. Sometimes the best candidates aren't the ones you're used to. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Your product outshines the competition, so why aren't you outselling them? You're meeting sales projections, but the bottom line just isn't what it should be. Technology is changing rapidly and impacting your ability to perform. Something needs to change, but you just can't put your finger on what. I'm Patrick Shore, your host at The Hut, where we tackle these and other issues. The Hut is a safe place where we can explore what it takes to not only stay in front of the competition, but make it irrelevant. So come on in, kick off your shoes, and join the conversation every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio, Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio Network. The Hut, your path to a stronger, thriving, profitable business. Get ready for an evening exploding with energy as we celebrate Kansas City's entrepreneurial community at the 14th Annual 25 Under 25 Awards Dinner and Gala, Saturday, February 28th at the Downtown Marriott. Join hosts Thinking Bigger Business Media and sponsor UMB for cocktails, dinner, and entertainment as we recognize the achievements of 25 outstanding Kansas City area small businesses with under 25 employees. Reserve your tickets now at 25under25.com. That's 25under25.com. Good morning.
morning. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We're talking here this morning with Jones Laughlin, and he's written a new book that is called Getting to It, along with Todd Music, his co-author. We've been talking about how to really filter out the things that are taking you away from your goals so that you can accomplish one big thing every day that moves you closer to those goals. And as we left before the break, Jones, I was asking you, well, what happens when you've got your it all figured out for the day, you arrive at the office and find out that the other five people on your team or the group of people that you manage have completely other its for the day and you need them in order to get your it accomplished. How do you manage that? I have a, a, a strategy that, that I teach people in, in uh, training and in coaching that, that speaks to that, and, and it's an acronym. It's CARD, C-A-R-D. And, and, and so I start by, by saying to that individual who's just said to me, you know, Jones, my it doesn't match theirs, and what do I do? Because that happens so often. And first thing, the C is for commu- it stands for communicate. I fir- think, first of all, we have to communicate what we're um, what we're working on, and hopefully they are the highest priorities of our team, of our department, of the organization. If they're not, we may not want to share them because we're oh no, theirs will certainly be more important. And if that's the case, then certainly we should go with theirs. But it's it's starting with communicating. Here's what I'm focusing on. Here's what I'd plan to focus on today because. And you've got to connect it back to the its of the organization, what are the identified priorities of the organization, and let them have that same opportunity to communicate what, what, why they're choosing those tasks today. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there has to be some reconciliation uh, somewhere. So once we've communicated that, then the A is ask for help. Say, help me understand. Uh, and that's a great phrase to use. Help me understand how choosing those task versus choosing these will will be the better choice in moving us forward. And that gives them the opportunity to say, well, you know, this is the only day we'll have, you know, John in the office or we'll have access to to him or this is the only time that we can work on this because, you know, Sue's leaving town tomorrow. Or, or there may, you know, let them put the filter in place, going back to the filter, to tell you why they believe that this is the most important direction for the team to take for the day. And you're going to need to do the same thing. You're mm-hmm. going to need to offer, from your perspective, uh, why it is that you're choosing to to work on this. And again, it comes back to once that information is out there, then some reconciliation can take place. If if you're still finding at that point that the team is 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 moving, wanting to move in a direction different than yours, and you say, "Oh, I just really need to work on this it today," that brings us to the R, which is request resources. Perhaps the the team has said that you know this this meeting or this this planning meeting or strategy meeting, whatever that they want to work on, is going to take about two hours, and you're thinking, oh, I really needed that time to work on my it. It's, it's perfectly perfectly within your realm of possibility to say to them, you know, guys, this is this is an important thing to me, this it that I'm planning on focusing on because of whether it's deadlines or resources, whatever it might be the case. Say, could I just sit in on the first hour of the meeting and then have the second hour to work on, on, on this it? Or do I, you know, what's going to happen at the meeting? You know, to make sure that you need to be at that meeting or be involved in that activity. Or, or to say to them, you know, I understand that that's, that's a priority. Instead of meeting this morning, could we meet this afternoon? And, and so try to find some resources that will give you the opportunity to work on your it at some point during the day. So instead of allowing them to completely absorb all that, that focus time you were going to have, at least try to hold on to some of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, some, some people would, might say, 
well, Jones, I'm not going to get it if I ask for it. Well, guess what? If you don't ask, you know you're not going to get it. So at least asking makes the case that, hey, what I'm working on is important. And, and I just think so often we forget to ask or don't want to mm-hmm. ask. The, the, the D is, is determine the level of completion. Um, what, what does this end product look like that the team wants to work on today? And you may see a, a more effective way or a more efficient way to, to get it done. And if you've got a, a high trust with your team, you can certainly offer that and say, well, we plan to do it this way. Why don't we look at doing this way? And it won't, it won't be as involved for all of us to have to participate in. Uh, it won't take us as much time or maybe it won't you know, eat up our day as much. But, but you know, determine what the level of completion is. Maybe it's something very simple that they're wanting to create and and have that discussion now on the front end before they 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 take up half your day and then you're no further forward with what they want to accomplish or what you want to accomplish. So it's C-A-R-D. I, I just think it's a strategy we need to employ more often uh, when we are faced with uh, it's that don't match. So if you play your card right, you can get them to line uh-huh. up and get your get your it accomplished that you had planned on. There we go. Now, one of the things that you also talk a lot about in the book is a vacant lot. How does a vacant lot play into the strategy of getting it done each day? Sure. The uh, the premise is that that our minds, our days, uh, our 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 calendars, if you will, are like a vacant lot. And we all know we've driven by them, walked by them. The vacant lots, uh, if nothing's planned to go on it, then all of this this trash, this refuse, this um, grass is growing there. You may even get people who start living temporarily on your, your vacant lot <laughs> because there's no planned use of it. And mm-hmm. so that's why we, we talk about it's important to to manage your time effectively, to plan for your it, to be asking yourself at every moment, um, what is my it? What's my it for today? What's my it for uh, this afternoon? And, and so it'd be in a constant state of asking yourself, what's my most important thing to be focused on right now? So that you don't allow uh, distractions, other people, other people's priorities, uh, if they're not in line with, with your priorities, allowing those to be dumped onto your lot and prevent you from being able to build, you know, the whole idea of vacant lot, to build what it is you want to build. Right. Now, if you stay with that analogy of the vacant lot and you start cleaning it up, in other words, you start prioritizing and figuring out a plan for building on it, some of those people who might have been using it as their dumping ground or or, uh, squatting on it, like you said, they might not like that change. And so how do you um, manage that resistance when you start getting it? Sure. Two two questions to ask when when you're managing that resistance before you see that resistance coming because it certainly will um, when you start uh, taking more conscious control of, of how you're using your time and it goes back to it again is it, the first question is what's in it for them mm-hmm. you know what's the value to the organization to your boss to your spouse to your children uh, what's in it for them when you start taking more conscious control of of your time and energy what's the benefit going to be to them maybe you'll be able to uh, finish a report on time. Maybe you'll be able to uh, create something that they originally thought you couldn't create. Uh, maybe you'll be able to contribute more effectively if they will you know, allow you to work on, on this it or these it's right now. So that's the first question. What's in it for them? The second one is why should they be excited about it for you? Um, let them see your enthusiasm and your energy about why you're excited about you know, 
taking more conscious control of your time and working on this it or that it. And if they have your best interest in mind, then they're going to go, you know what, I need to help Jones to, to get that it accomplished because I see how excited he is about it. And especially if you've answered the first question, I see how it's going to benefit me. So, yeah, let's jump on board with Jones, get his it accomplished. And, and I will need to know that they're going to have an it down the road too. And I'm going to want to get on board whenever um, uh, they have an it that they need assistance with. It strikes me that as we're talking here today, there's some very valuable information. And just going back to what I said at the beginning, though, there's a lot of books out there. Yours takes a different approach. It comes down to uh, getting things done. And there's going to be some readers out there or listeners out there who are skeptical who say it's just another twist on that whole concept. How would you respond to that? Well, my first my first response would be yes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and, I mean, I mean, let's 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 call it it. Um, we do believe it is different in that it's it's a a very simple, not simplistic, but a very simple question to ask is what is it for me? What is my important thing? Um, because if everything's a priority, nothing's a priority. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're spreading our resources too thin. But the minute we begin aligning our resources behind uh, one, two, maybe even up to three important things a day, then we see those those most significant things starting to be accomplished both at work, uh, in our relationships, and even for our own personal well-being. And, and we believe that getting to it is effective also because of its of its simpleness of its message uh, because we've all said it before I just can't get to it okay well now you've got a trigger why can't I get to it well it's because I've got so many something else is uh, hitting on me during the day I've got so many distractions I've not taken the time to stop and identify what it is which of course is one of the uh, the eight steps so that's where we believe it's different is that it's, it's practical and it's a tool that people can pull out at any time to help get back on track. Exactly. And you again, you mentioned the eight-step process that you use for getting to it. We don't have enough time to cover all of those today, but they are laid out very well, spelled out uh, in great detail in your book, Getting to It. And how would people get a hold of that book if they'd like it? Sure. Thank you. Of course, the book is available uh, through all of your um, um, online retailers, uh, Barnes Noble, Amazon, other places that would sell books, it's available as, as a uh, uh, ebook as well on those sites. You can also go to my site, JonesLaughlin.com, J-O-N-E-S. L-O-F-L-I-N.com, and on the, the front page there is uh, a link to uh, getting to it. There's also some other free resources at my website that people can get related to productivity. We've even got the 31 Reasons You're Not Getting to It <laughs> as a uh, resource on my downloads page, so individuals can certainly go there to get more information. And that website again is? JonesLaughlin.com, J-O-N-E-S-L-O-F-L-I-N. Jones, it's been wonderful having you here today. A lot of great advice, and we wish you the best at getting to your it as well. <laughs> well, thank you, Kelly. Thanks for making me an it in your uh, in your schedule today. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at ithinkbigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.